This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I am Nat, and I'm here with Justin, and the Warriors have been eliminated from the playoffs been a while since we've had this uh second round six games so you know not the worst in the world but um yeah they're eliminated so you know there's a part of me Justin I'm not gonna lie to you that feels relieved like this season no, I'm not gonna lie this season I, I, no, I feel the same been, way Yes, yeah, so up and down, and it's just like it definitely sucks to lose, but I don't want Steph losing no more finals. I want any other finals he gets to, he wins. So that's mm-hmm. that's honestly how I feel about that. And um, he deserves better. He deserves better. And like no one showed up for him in tonight. They haven't really showed up for him in this series. I still think it was an awful decision by Steve Kerr to not play Jonathan Kaminga or try him at all in this series. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, they really should have won game one or game four because even if they don't win any games on the road, it's just a seven-game series and you likely win it at home, you know, in game seven. And so... Mm -hmm. um, you know, but just like, you know, going into this series, like all the Reeves better than Jordan Poole, we're, we're just beyond that. Like their bench players gave them something and like our guys did not. And like, I just did not foresee that, you know, I didn't foresee Jonathan Kaminga not being in the rotation. I did not foresee Dante shrinking sort of the way he did. I mean, he did show up tonight. Shout out to him for that. I think he had, like, one other game. But in these playoffs, he hasn't been great. Jordan Poole, we all know what's up with him. 
um draymond green it's like okay so you were offended for one game last game so you showed up and then today like no force no not like bro when you see no one else is scoring no one else is doing nothing steph in the post game the other day is saying when he's aggressive like that's good for us why are you not aggressive like that tonight <laughs> what i don't understand why are you not aggressive like that tonight that's that's been the story of the warriors entire season inconsistency, very high highs, very low lows. And I mean, after he he withstands that first punch for y'all and gets y'all back in at the beginning of the game, and still then none of y'all could show up. Mm -hmm. It just, um, let me not, let me, first of all, I'm, I'm excusing uh, Wiggs from this. People may not like that, but Wiggs got hurt last night, the last game. So like, we didn't know what we could get from him. I'm not holding it against Wiggs. And Loon, he was out there rebounding and getting us some extra possessions. So they're exempt from this. But for me, but everyone else, you know, Clay Thompson, I, I think the Warriors have to really think about Clay Thompson going forward. Like, I just, yeah, I get it. Shot variants, all of that. But I just, I don't think you can rely on him to be Steph's number two. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, you can't. I mean, he just, he can't give you, I don't think, consistent enough performances. I um, agree. I agree that he shouldn't necessarily be relied on to be the number two. Um, but the only thing that I'll say to that is that last year, he wasn't really relied on to be the number two and they still had enough, you know, around stuff because Jordan was so good. Um, it was kind of like a number two by committee thing. And I thought, and I do still think that that formula can work going forward. It's just uh, that committee just can't have multiple guys on it that, that aren't showing up, you know? So yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to, to think about Jordan Poole. Like, I want to be clear that I don't think Jordan Poole has lost his talent, but I don't know if he's going to find his way on this team. Meaning, like, <laughs> you know, I I didn't think it was going to come back this postseason, but I just don't know if it's going to come back because to me it is clear that Jordan Poole is not happy in his situation. Mm-hmm. And... um. I think it's mental at this point. So yeah, does a fresh new season maybe change that? Yeah, but I just, I don't see how it's going to work. He wants to be starting. I don't think he's done anything to demonstrate that he should be on this team or any team. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's like, I understand that desire that he has. I understand that desire that um, Kaminga has. And I just, You know, if the plan is just to continue with our starting five as the starting five, I don't know what you're going to do with all these young guys. Mm -hmm. Because they do also deserve to be, like, playing and, you know. And, I mean, Shams just right on time dropped this article pretty much detailing that that reality and saying that, you know, Kaminga's people are going to come to the Warriors and say, hey, if I can't play going forward, send me somewhere else. And he's correct about that. Like he's right to be feeling that way. Um, 
Moody too. I mean, Moody played in this series and he played in the playoffs, but after the whole season of not playing, you know, he has to be thinking like, well, I played last playoffs too. You know, like they need to either, you know, get these young guys up to speed as quick as they can, which requires playing them or move them for, for players that you trust more to play. Um, and you're and seeing they're, they're on the bench and they're like, look at Clay. He's playing like shit. So why can't I get time? That's what they thinking. Yeah. Look at Draymond not showing up for half of the series. Um, It's just, yeah, it was a, it was sadly doomed to fail from the beginning. Um, but we always held out hope because you put hope in into Steph pretty much. And he tried his best, like his, his shot kind of, you know, went a little bit in this series, but he's had to carry such a crazy load all this season. And uh, in that, especially in that first round series to, to get and them they've been to playing this point. Every other night, they've been playing every other night. And the Lakers are putting him to work. So I don't care if his shot is gone because his shot was gone. But it's not like, remember in 20, all the years when KD won finals MVP, it was because on nights where he wasn't shooting well, right? He didn't Mm. score a lot of points and he shot badly. Steph is still getting close to 30 and still, you know, his three-point shot isn't there. But he's still, like, playmaking. Mm -hmm. He was still scoring. So I don't really give a shit how inefficient he was, to be honest. Um, They didn't give him nothing. Yeah. And he deserves better. For sure. And they, they got to do all they can to give him the best shot to continue competing to win championships uh, going forward. Whatever that well, looks I, like, they have to do it. I just hope he's going to be a little bit more... Um, Hands-on. Not only that, but I hope he's going to be a little bit more like throwing his weight around because mm-hmm. I get it that they won last year. But we knew that they, the vets always had, like, concerns about this plan. And, like, to me, mm-hmm. Steph could have shut down the plan. You know what I'm saying? He could have shut down the plan. He, he, he could have. And all this, like, trust in them and trust in everybody. And, like, you know what I'm saying? They, they did not set you up to succeed. They're not setting up any of those young guys to succeed. So, you know you got to really think about what the approach is going to be because Mm -hmm. someone has to get traded to get other pieces. Um, And it still seems like pool is the best person to do that with. But that being said, even if you do that, you still have like, what are you doing with Jonathan Kaminga? What are you doing with him? I, mean, I think you know, it's and leaning I more and more. Huh? Yeah. I, I think it's leaning more and more in the direction of him being packaged as well. Um, those two contracts combined is about $34 million next year. Two young players that are obviously going to be pretty good in the future going forward. You know, they've obviously were they're drafted by the Warriors and, you know, it would be sad to see those guys go, but at the end of the day, when you're competing for championships, for one, first and foremost, it has to be right with Steph to the wheels fall off because you're not going to get another player of his caliber for another lifetime. So um, as much as you like the young guys and, you know, see them get drafted and you want to see them do well, uh, you got to, you got to lean into what has made you a dynasty and you got to lean into 
Steph and and those guys. So Moody if, if right it has now to come to that, it's got to come to that. Yeah, I mean Moody right now is the only one, and I mean I don't think he is as good as Clay, obviously, but he's like the only one in terms of because it's just like. I always think about like, okay, well, cause like, you know, positionally, like Jonathan Kaminga can't do what Dre does. So Dre is like, to me, almost safe by default in a way, because, you know, but to me, Clay is the tricky one. And it's just like, same thing with Andrew Wiggins. Cause first of all, you need his defense, <laughs> you know, he, he covers, you know, for Clay on some level. Mm-hmm. I remember saying one time that, you know, I, I wasn't sure if the Warriors were going to sign Wiggs, resign him, because I'm like, that creates a natural conflict with Jonathan Kaminga. Oh, yeah. And I got like, you know, people were coming at me, acting like I was saying, like, I don't want Wiggs. And that's not what I was saying. And I love Wiggs. But it's just like, mm-hmm. there's nowhere for him. So when people like he has to like earn his spot. Who's he going to earn it over? Who's he going to earn it right. over? Right. It doesn't mean he can't play well and help, but who's he going to earn it over? It can only be Dre or it can only be Wiggs. Pretty much. It can only Unless be one they... of those. And Wiggs is yeah. in his Wiggs is in his prime. He's not like, yeah. you know, older. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, unless Dre just moved full time to center, which is not going to happen. You're you're right. So it was. I mean, it was it was one of those things. that's almost like too good to be true. I mean, obviously, it was always too good to be true to try to do these two things at the same time. Um, you know, and if you are going to do it, you have to do it with a player like a Moses Moody who you know, both from a personality standpoint and just from a game standpoint, he's not looking to take someone's starting spot anytime soon. Obviously he's confident in himself and I'm sure he would like to um, play heavy minutes and start and every, every player wants that, but it just doesn't seem like that's his path. Like I said, he always has more like a loony path to me where like maybe year five, six or something, he becomes a full-time starter and, you know, takes off from there. But leading up to that point, he should be kind of like in that super sub. Depending on the matchup, he can play a lot and really make a difference type of high-value, low-cost player. Um, and that's the th- those are the type of – if you're going to bring in young guys, those are the young guys you have to bring in. You're not going to groom the next superstar underneath a current generation Without playing talent. him. Without, Without playing, playing him. him. Right. It's just and not, I think it's, it's crazy that happen. people think that they're selfish. Like, it's like, do you at your job sit and be like, okay, I won't go for a promotion. I won't go for something. I won't try because it's this person's time. I'm just going to wait. And I'm like, it's one Mm -hmm. thing if you're saying, okay, wait six months, maybe wait a year. This is going to be years. (laughs) Right. Like, do people realize that? And and, uh, that's, that's what shows you that the thought process behind this entire thing was, oh, they're going to be done in like a year or two. You know, Clay, two two major injuries. He's going to be not not that good. You know what I mean? And he didn't have the best playoffs this year. But I do think he's just – he's much more capable of playing 
better. Like if he just wasn't capable of playing any better, like he's has no burst, he's washed, all that type of stuff. Sure. I think he legitimately just slumped at a terrible time, you know, and he had his normal space cadet moments and stuff like that, that he needs to clean up. But it didn't look like Clay and Dre were just washed out there. It just looked like they were playing bad. And that's, those are two different things to me. Yeah, so, but I mean, I honestly, you can't rely on them to play well in like at these moments. You know, Dre had to get benched last year in the Boston series. There were matchups sure. that were not good for him. I mean, those to me, too, are also things that we got to take into consideration. Like, yeah, Dre is the quarterback of the defense, but we got to get some other like impactful kind of players that like because. I agree. You know, this and it, you and you take that into consideration with how you form the rest of the roster, uh, because the reality behind it is no one's taking Dre's contract and no one's taking Clay's contract at when they're playing like this. You're not going to get the value back for them that you have with them. Like no one is taking in that forty million. From no, Clay and for giving sure you back you're anything not. Substantial. I mean, I don't even know so, if Dre's going to get the kind of contract that he's seeking. So I feel like he's probably just going to opt in. You know, but for sure, Clay has going to opt in. Clay has what another year, right? I think another two, maybe. I got to double check that, but let's look. Yeah, but I mean, I think last year they lucked into the formula, right? They kind of threw something at the wall, said, "Okay, we're going to bring in Otto, take a chance on him. We're going to bring in Gary, take a chance on him. Bring in Belly, take a chance on him." And they just happened to be three of the better role players in the NBA that season because they fit the Warriors system so well. And in those moments where Clay wasn't his best, where Drake wasn't his best, you had a guy like Otto that you can plug in. Um obviously Jordan was playing much better last season. Uh and um the the combination of Jordan and Gary together and auto together it just made up for when clay and dre weren't at their best and they they were already flawed players even at their peaks but now at older ages and stuff like that they're definitely going to be even more flawed and just understanding how the money works is how the dynamics of the league work where you're just not going to get that value back for them in any trades you have to do what you can to supplement them like around them to you know, make them better and cover up for when they aren't as good or be able to sit them for a few minutes, like bench them, you know, like, yeah, this is how it has to go. Clay is up and next if you gotta, year. That's what I thought. Sorry, I'm looking. At the end of, at the end of next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. One more year. Yeah. And yeah, like Drake Dre opted in. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So they're both unrestricted. If Dre opts in, they're both unrestricted at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Clay, I mean they should be. They should be he like can't twenty get million. Max I know that's what he they, wanted, but he oh, Max he didn't get too. close to that. He not getting no. close to that, and that's okay. I mean, I don't, I don't see him saying like, "All right, y'all not gonna get me Max and leaving." I just don't see that. It's like, and also, bro, no one's gonna probably, pay him that. No nobody's gonna, gonna pay him exactly. That. And that's why it's just like. To the me, only player kinda... they have that's worth max money is um it's Steph. <laughs> it's Steph. But like honestly, I'm at the point because like this is how I felt in 2016, right? It's like I never thought they needed Kevin Durant, and I still maintain that, right? But I used to always say Steph never had a true number two. And people would be like, wait, and I'm just like, 
he never had a true number two. That is not what Clay is. If Clay was a true number two, when Steph was injured in 2016, they would have leaned more into Clay Thompson. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they could not. The way that it was like a two-man game between Steph, I mean, between LeBron and Kyrie. Right. Can't do that with Clay. Yeah, because he cannot create now, his like, own shot at an elite level. Kevin Durant was just a way better version <laughs> of what you needed. You know, neither one mm-hmm. of them were really a number two. It was like two ones. But right. the point is that Steph deserves to have a second co-star, just like the way everyone else does, you know? And so while I agree with you that there's probably a formula to it being Steph and then getting him really good help, I just, I do think they need to really try to look into getting him a second star. I do. Like one, you know, it can be like a B-level person, a C, you know, whatever. I'm not saying it has to be, you know, but, and I don't even know who that could be, but I'm just saying. Someone who can create for themselves, for others, who can be reliable. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I know some people look at Paul George as like not a reliable number two, but like to me, it's like a Paul George level player. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. I mean, and I don't know who that is, but I'm I'm not saying that. Huh? Yeah. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm not against that at all. I just, I just find it hard to see how that happens. Like how it how it comes about. I mean, like you never theoretically, know. money wise. I mean, yeah, you never know it, but like money wise, one of Clay or Dre or some one of the the next level of contracts underneath Steph could match somebody. But I just don't now, see Clay anybody. becomes more attractive since next year is his last year. It's an expiring contract, right? Sort of like Russ. Yeah. Um. You also just kind of need a special situation where there's another, you know, disgruntled star somewhere or, you know, kind of like it was what, Russ for CP3, right? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I know people are not going to like it, and it's just not, but, like, their only path to getting someone is to trade. And so it's like, yes, Jordan, and maybe a Jordan and Kaminga kind of deal gets it done but Mm -hmm. but then it's like what about your depth you know how do you fill out Mm -hmm. then then you're like top heavy like the suns you know and then even if you keep a clay and you bring in a guy like that there's is clay going to accept being third you know or because i've always thought that clay was the when things like over time would like play out, I always thought Clay was the likely target and should be the person that probably comes off the bench. But we've heard reports that Clay never wants to do that and he doesn't, right? And so that's what I mean. Like to me, of everyone, Clay's ego has actually been the hardest to manage. Yeah, I, I agree on that <laughs> for sure. 
I mean, it's not really arguable. Um, yeah, it's just they got a they got a lot to think about. Obviously, they got to make sure Bob is. Well, they don't have to make sure Bob is there, but I think it would be beneficial if they, you know, I don't even mind it for health reasons. I know everyone's acting like he is the, you know, but like to me, like I think you need fresh voices, and if it's not going to be in the form of a coach, like just someone else who may have like good insight, you know, like just thinks differently. Because like to me, you keep in Bob, and it's more of the same, you know, like the same kind of thinking, the same kind of, you know. We don't shake things up a certain way. We don't do things a certain way. And like, I think it's good to make change. And and maybe if 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 Bob leaves, Kerr may say, okay, after this last contract, I'm leaving. I don't want to say. Because <laughs> I think I think Kerr and Bob are very closely linked. You know, people always think I'm crazy and they think I'm like, you know, I'm not suggesting a blow up of things. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think we can say that the league has on some level caught up to the Warriors and the way that they play. I'm not saying that they're still not hard to beat, but like all the split action and the fucking motion Mm -hmm. and all of that bullshit, people are more prepared and equipped to to, 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 to defend that. And it's like, and and their rigidity, like, okay, we're not going to bring in a big... They don't normally do that. We know the Warriors don't make moves, right, Um, in the middle of the season typically. So the GP2 thing was like a big thing, but they don't make moves. They don't do buyouts, right? These are things we can predict with certainty with them. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't mind if it's a new voice. I really don't. and, And in my opinion, all those things come back to Joe first, right, because the rigidity in the system is directly tied to who's on the roster, right? They're going to run the split actions because Dre and Luna aren't um, offensive threats, right? But if you get a big in there that isn't James Wiseman, that can actually finish lobs and provide like a JaVale McGee type of vibe, I guarantee they would change up their offense a little bit, right? If they have an auto porter out there, it makes those split actions, all that type of stuff, a little bit more potent and harder to stop, right? So if Joe's vetoing trades or he's vetoing roster moves because he wants James Wiseman to shine, it severely limits the things that Bob and Steve can do with the roster construction and with the on-court product. Um, so, I mean, I personally think the voices that need to be changed is Joe Lacob's voice, right? He just needs to take his voice mostly out of the decisions, the basketball decisions. And he's not going to do that. Who do he's not going to do that, but maybe it's there might be someone who can get through to him or persuade him or convince him. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that Bob has the power to do that, you know, because honestly, if he's going to be in decisions regardless, then it doesn't matter if it's Bob or anyone else, if he's going to, you know, have the ultimate final say, but sometimes maybe someone else can persuade him. And, and, you know, I understand that it's basketball and it's not like corporate America, but it's still a business. And, you know, companies that succeed and thrive all the time they change heads and owners and and management all the time even when they're thriving because you just want new direction or new change or something so i am not one of these people who's like oh my god bob myers is leaving like if he stays he stays but i part of me is interested in the idea of who else they might be able to like go out there and get uh yeah i mean i in that's fine. I just ultimately think 
even if it's a new person, if if it's going to come from the top that you do what I say you do, then it really don't it really don't matter. Right, but I don't think we know the extent to which like we know that Joe Lacob like dibbles and dabbles and 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 sticks his head in, but I don't know like the degree of if it's like he really you know what I'm saying pushes back or um. You know what I mean? Because we know that, for example, he didn't want to, um, or he he was like, should we really pay Steph like this contract? And like Bob was like, yes, right. And so, or <laughs> you know, like he eventually had to be convinced to trade Wiseman, and he got there. But we and and I so I guess what I'm saying is like and like look, people know they talk, they hear things. So I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like. If someone new is coming in, part of that person's because like if you go with the same person, like even if because I think with Bob it's a money thing, right? It's a money thing, and they don't want to pay Bob and make him like the highest paid GM in the league, right? So, and then there could be other things, but it's it's largely a money thing, right? So, but if you get Bob, it's more of the same. But you don't know someone else could come in and be like, okay, yeah. But, like, I have to really be able to have, like, autonomy. You know, like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that, like, that's part of something you can negotiate. Now, it doesn't mean in practice that it actually happens, but that's what I'm saying, you know? And someone else could be more persuasive than Bob, you know? It doesn't mean because, like, Joe Lacob, because it may just be someone who speaks his language or knows how to get through to him in a different way, you know what I mean? So, because I don't know, I don't know Bob's personality. I don't know what he does. I don't know, you know, whatever. And it has to matter. Like, um, you know, when Jerry West was there, he could say threaten to leave. And that was enough to make mm-hmm. them, you know, change their minds. But then when they started winning, winning the hubris, you know, it got the mm-hmm. arrogance it got too big. And then they felt like they didn't need him. And I mean, they might argue they're right because he's gone on to another org. And while he's made great moves for them, none of those orgs, you know, have done anything. Was really just the Clippers, right? They haven't, they've made some major moves, but they haven't won anything. And the Warriors have still won without him. So they're probably like, see, that's why we didn't need to do that. Like, even though Jerry West is still a good voice to have for them, that's validation that they were doing it right. But now it failed. It didn't work out. And so now it's like, okay, we need to reassess things. And so we'll see where that goes. But, you know, if people are not being really introspective, you know what I'm saying? And like, Steph got to be real because there's no way, there's no way you're telling me Steph is looking around because he wants a fifth. Mm -hmm. He wants more rings. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell me he's looking around and not and not like like if Denver goes on to win it this year because like the Celtics they they look shaky even if they get mm-hmm. out of that series they look shaky you know who knows what's gonna happen with the Sixers after this year ain't nobody in the East like the Bucks everyone knows that's you know like that's they might probably be in a blown up. team again but who knows right so and who knows if they're even gonna be together. Next season. So it's like, then you look at the West. And I still don't think the Warriors, they lost. But I don't think the Warriors believe that the Lakers are like 
some some real mm-hmm. big threat to them who they can't beat. I don't think that they think that, right? right. Um, and the games don't. And they shouldn't. Suggest, right, and the games don't suggest that. And then next year, Braun is yet another year older, you know. And then they also mm-hmm. have contract stuff to figure out because Reeves. And then I don't know, was Dennis Schroeder just like like does he have a long contract or was it like just for this year? So they have. I thought it was just for this year. Yeah. Yeah. So they have things they have to figure out. Right. So Denver is really the only team that is sort of like, okay, because like the Suns, you wonder how are they going to be able to fill out that bench? Right. And they, they want to trade Chris Paul, but who the hell wants Chris Paul? <laughs> I don't know if that's his last year. Cause I think when they resigned him, it was like a three year deal. Right. And I don't know if this is the second mm-hmm. or third year of the deal. So unless it's expiring though, who wants Chris Paul? So they're going to be looking to shop him, but who wants him? He got two more years on his deal. Two more years. Aiden is Not really their only guaranteed, trade though. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden is their only trade piece. And so, I, yeah, do you get enough back for Aiden to fill out your bench? Probably not. I don't think so. I mean, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Kevin Durant can't stay healthy for like most of the season. Hasn't shown the ability to be able to, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, are they looking at the Suns as a threat? No. The Grizzlies, uh, well, they'll actually get better without Dylan Brooks, but there's they still have some weaknesses. So I don't think he's looking around like, damn, there's no one. But, like, I also don't think he's looking at his team like, we can keep doing this. And I'm not saying, like, oh, just Jordan Poole. I think he's looking at Clay. I think he's looking at Dre. Like, I know he knows, like, they need Dre, but I also know he's like, yo, these, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Gotta be. I mean, everything's on the table. I think everything's on the table. That's what I'm saying. I um, think everything but Steph. I really do. And people are not going to like that, but everything has to be on the table because it's with him. It's everything starts and ends with him. For sure. Um, yeah, like I said, everything should be on the table. It's just which which path makes the most sense? Which path do you think leads to a sustainable level of success, at least for the next two or three seasons that Steph is playing at this level? Um, you know, for me personally, I think the, you know, the, the, the path that has the least amount of risk attached to it is in some capacity running it back with a retooled, uh, you know, the retooling outside of the foundation, right? Retooling out of the main guys, i.e. the starting five, right? Because, I mean, just basketball-wise, it makes sense. And then we also saw it work last season. So, you know, you can bring in some new pieces. And we've seen with all these other teams, obviously all these other teams don't have Steph on it, but we've seen so many teams, like, just grab a guy in the offseason in a reaction to losing and then it just doesn't work the next season and it's just yeah, but I, I don't was, know I was concerned about Clay last year too it's not like a reaction to this year and now he's just another year older and my concerns are still the same you know and same for, for Dre sure. you know it's like these are not like based on this and it's like they're gonna be yeah another year older yeah so You're that that's wrong. my thing it's it's not like it's a Oh, they lost this year. Like, yeah, they just won last year, but that was last year, and they're another year older. And this is a contract year for Dre. And he was not mm-hmm. able to demonstrate that he should get 
the contract that he's looking for. It was a contract year and you were trying to get or demonstrate you should get a certain contract. And I don't think he demonstrated that. No, I mean, they all should be getting paid around what Wiggins got extended for. I think somewhere around whether it's a little bit above or a little bit under, I mean, probably a little bit under for both of those guys, considering their age and considering, you know, Wiggins is probably from this point on, like just better than them. Um, so yeah, somewhere like just above 20 million a year. I think that's what they will get. Dre probably opts in for this um, upcoming season because he knows beyond this season, he's not getting that much more than 20 million a year. And yeah, give him like two, two years, 45, both of them, 2026 y'all done. In my opinion, that's what they should do. If they can't find something that makes a lot of sense. Like if they can just grab, Katie from the Suns or something, you know, something crazy that's like, all right, this makes too much sense. Steph gets his legitimate second star and we can fill out the rest of the roster from here and go at it. If that isn't on the table, just run it back. You know, you can potentially shop JP, shop JK if they aren't happy and they want to go somewhere else and you can find some some different depth pieces to go around the core and, and, and run it back next season because we just saw even with Clay and Dre being pretty bad for more than half of this series, they were right there, right? They lost 4-2, but the two of those losses were close end of the game losses, one to two possession games. So they were right there to going back to the Western Conference Finals again. And, you know, they would have been at disadvantage against Denver, but, you know, one or two extra pieces that are actually working for you could have been a difference between going back to the finals again and this outcome that we got today. So, yeah, but it bugs me that in those one to two losses, like that you couldn't trust guys who have like been to a championship multiple times mm-hmm. to make the right decisions. That's concerning to me. And I don't know what that's about. It is concerning. It and, was we, just... and we saw it, we saw it throughout the season. You know, we saw it throughout the season. And I, again, I don't mean to seem like I'm picking on Clay, but I I do think his ego is the bigger concern. He got to check that, or they got to check that in some capacity. Um, definitely started this season with the shot, the shot taking early in the season. We were pointing it out. Um, you know that that has to be checked over the summer. And what what better reality checked in? getting punched in the mouth in the second round and losing after winning a championship the previous season. Right. If they don't, if, if it's not clear to them at this point, Draymond and clay specifically clay, higher IQ, take better shots, dumb your ego down a little bit. Draymond, same thing. Dumb your ego down a little bit. Don't punch your teammates and set a bad mood for their, for the rest of the season. And stop talking you know. on the back of stuff. Stop it. Right. Stop talking on the back of stuff. That's what annoys I me. Mean, they... That's what I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those two annoy me for different reasons. They really do. I mean, it, it is all rooted in the fact that um, like you just said, they talk on the back of stuff. It's like, yeah, you guys are Hall of Famers. You are two of the greatest players of all time. Um, but you got to understand if your leader isn't acting out the way that y'all acting out and he's the one that's actually delivering most of 
if not all of the stuff that has made you guys so successful, then y'all should just follow suit and, you know, do what y'all need to do because they they just like need to look in the mirror. Like Dre love talking about 16 game players. Can we call you a 16 game player right now? Because you're not showing up in every fucking game. Right. You're not Even showing up like, in every game. From him and just people, laying people eggs. People keep looking to give Dre a pass. And I'm just watching the whole season like, all I know is you dudes better show up in the fucking postseason. You know? Mm-hmm. I was not one of the people mad at Clay when he was throwing up the four. Because, like, to me, I'm like, I'm going to keep giving y'all the benefit of the doubt. But if you don't do, like, if you don't back up and do what you need to do. Yeah. The four never yeah, really not- bothered me because it's. Yeah. I was just saying the four never really bothered me because, I mean, they got four. Like, <laughs> that doesn't. But what what really bothers me is, you know, like you said, talking as if like y'all just going to breeze to everybody and, and then going out and laying eggs. Right. Uh, that's, that's what bothers me. If you want to talk about what you did in the past or whatever, cool, whatever it, it's in the past, but you should definitely be able to celebrate yourself and things that you've accomplished. But when you talking the way that they be talking sometimes and you don't deliver in the present, that's when it's like, all right, dial that shit back, bro. Because Steph ain't doing none of that. And he's the one that's delivering. So and you do get the credit for what you've done. It's 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 not a, like you got to keep reproving it, but it's just like that's just the way it works. Like you get more leeway when you're still producing, when you're still doing something. And to me, again, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm saying like I want to ship clay off, but it's like at some point you got to think maybe a reduced role on the team is better for him. Like Andre Iguodala came off the bench. And he closed games, but he wasn't a starter, you know? Now, there is no one right now that I think should be starting over Clay. But if they bring in someone who maybe should, it's like Andre was able to go to the bench, and I get it. He came in, he wasn't on the team and groomed, but he was a starter-level player, and he agreed to come off the bench, you know? Like... You mm-hmm. should be able to do it too if it's for the betterment of the team. Agreed. Like you said last last pod though, like the 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 organization as a collective needs to just check their ego at the door at this point. When they walking out the door to the offseason to Cancun, everybody gotta check their ego at the door. And they and it's like they they preach how this the culture of the team embodies Steph and his personality. And we saw this season in particular how everybody but Steph just started to deviate from that that core character of selflessness and team first and do whatever it takes to win. You know, like you said, started with Draymond punching uh, JP. Um, Joe Lacob, his whole personal goals and aspirations just taking too much control over the team roster construction and basketball decisions steve kerr with his ego as far as like not playing young players and and just being so stubborn in in his philosophies and not being able to adjust like uh other coaches have done uh you know even jp to an extent he did get punched but 
we can see his, you know, he has an ego to him and that's, that's kind of caused some, some type of issues there as well. And it's, they got to just get back to what made them this dynasty in the first place. And that's just egoless, selfless, sticking to the basketball stuff, doing things that make sense. Right, but those young guys weren't a part of that. And so, and I'm not that's saying true. like they weren't a part of that. And so I don't think you're going to get them to buy into that when they're so young in their careers, you know, it's like they want to play, they want to make names for themselves. And I don't think they should have to give up the best. And that's not the best years of their career, but it's just like, you mm-hmm. have a finite time to be a player in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, this is why I've heard. I, I do think what the Warriors are asking them is unfair, you know? So it's just like, yeah, like, Jordan, you're playing like doo-doo. So, like, no, you shouldn't get on the court. But I, you know, I understand the man's frustration at the same time. Yeah. This is the same stuff we were talking about with James Wiseman to an extent, where it's like you're not allowing him to grow as much as he could and you're putting a tremendous amount of pressure on him and you're trying to box box in his role where clearly he has aspirations and potentially the talent to do much more. Uh, so the ego comes with that. And, you know, James wasn't outwardly egotistical or anything like that. But you could you can see that Jordan is very confident in himself. Jonathan Kaminga is very confident in himself. So trying to put them into this box while also not playing them is just a recipe for disaster. And if you aren't going to play them, and aren't giving them the opportunity, um, then you should probably look to put them in a better situation, at least for them, right? If not, if not for the betterment of the team, give them an opportunity to become the best versions of themselves that they can be, um, because they're not going to be able to do that in Golden State if this type of stuff continues. Hmm. Well, we will see. We will see what happens, you know, but I agree. I think everybody needs to be on the table and, you know, you you do what you need to do if something becomes available. Because now it's the off season. Well, for them, <laughs> not the off season, but it's, it's, they're done. And you know, we'll see. Because there's always some surprise. There's always someone who becomes available, someone who's not happy. Some like there's always something we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And then there's stuff that we do know about. You know, obviously the OG Ananobi thing is something to monitor. It was apparently close to being done, or at least was getting entertained. And the Golden State pulled back their offer, I guess, or they just didn't like the offer from Golden State at the time. But that offer can now be changed at this point and maybe it looks a little bit more attractive to them um so we'll see there's just a lot of different dynamics that can go on with that particular trade but i do think changes need to be made significant changes how significant we just gotta i guess see what's available and what makes the most sense but yeah the formula is there but they just gotta lean into that formula in my opinion Yeah, um, I didn't even see that um, Kaminga report that dropped like when we had started recording after the game, or when when did when did immediately Shams as soon as the buzzer went off, Shams let that thing go. 
<laughs> that man is crazy. He was holding that, just waiting. He really was. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to go read that. 